0: We have a January twenty second, 2022 Quick Learning Techie Show Programmable Turntable Edition coming up right about now. Well, hello, everybody. I hope you're all having a good day. Welcome to the Edified Access Quick Learning Techie Show, which we've not done in many moons in a very long time. I'm Matt, and uh, we have a few other people here. Russell is here. Hello. And we have uh, all the others kind of muted so that they don't distract from the conversation. But Blake is here.
1: I'm not muted yet, but I will.
0: And, well, hello there. And Moose hello. is here, and he has been sanding. Hello there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Charlene is here.
1: Good evening, everybody.
0: Hello there. And Chase is here. Good evening, everyone. All right. So we have all these good people here. And today, uh, Russell is kind enough to educate us about some things regarding programmable turntables. (coughs) So we'll go ahead. We'll turn the time over to
2: him. Well, thank you much, Matt. And uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, here to tell you about a wonderful find that I have known about since 1990. And It was from originally from the DAC catalog, that company that was started by Drew Allen Kaplan, hence the name DAC Industries. And this is the BSR model. XL1200 turntable. There were two versions of this particular unit put out. The second one was the XL1400. They're virtually the same. The 1400 is a cheaper version of the 1200. They cut back a little bit more but uh, nevertheless the functionality of the thing is incredible. I've grown to, grown to really like it. Some features that everyone is familiar with. <clears throat> Number one, it has an Audio-Technica sub-P-mount cartridge with dual moving magnets. Audio-Technica stylus. You can still get the stylus today. The stylus runs about 20 bucks. Now, the real unique thing about this turntable is it is linear tracking. I will explain all about linear tracking as we go here. But another feature is it is fully programmable, just like a CD player. And it features playing tracks one through eight in a program. Now, if your LP has more than eight tracks, this system will play the record, but it will have to play it in mono mode. This turntable was designed to play things that were in standard. So, if you have something that is out of standard, more than eight tracks, or, the record has an irregular shape for the grooves or your record is translucent, which means it is not opaque. It can be seen through and in any variety of color or clear, it will not work with this turntable because it will work manually perhaps, but if the grooves go round and round, but if there's anything else to it, like they're trying to make it look like the turntable is trying to mix the scratch on its own or anything like that, this turntable will not do that. Because, <coughs> courtesy of the linear tracking, it has a servo system, a microprocessor controlled servo system. So, it's got you gotta meet it halfway and be somewhat accurate. But, <coughs> First of all, we will talk about the sound. The sound, being as it has an Audio-Technica cartridge, is not interfered with, at all, with this system. It is fed directly into your amplifier, and this system requires a ground, and requires that the inputs be of the magnetic nature, high impedance, high Z, and there is a ground. And so you need the ground for more than one thing. So it needs to be grounded onto your receiver, your amplifier. Um, <clears throat> if you don't have a ground on your receiver, there are other ways to come up with one. But ultimately, the whole design is so you do not have to touch the tone arm ever. The only time you touch the tone arm is to replace the stylus. That is it. This system has got its own optical sensor system where it transmits an infrared light that cannot be seen and it waits to pick up a reflection from that infrared light being transmitted onto the record surface. Now, Why is that so important? The reason is because where there are grooves on the record, that is where the song is, the actual spiral is bunched up close together. And when things are bunched up close together like that, very little reflection comes back from such. It appears as a, a blur and so the light will not be so detected by it whenever light is shone down onto it. So <clears throat> it knows to count that as a track. Then it will go on and see where there is what is called a land, L-A-N-D. That is the silent space between songs on a record and that is virtually clear, reflective. The only thing that's in there is this one tiny little groove that will carry the tone arm to the next clump, which is the next song. So, let's explain the linear tracking feature and you will see how this works together. A linear tracking turntable is not traditional to the standard turntables that you're used to in that the tonearm has got a pivot that it works from. Not at all. Forget everything you know of what you've seen of record players and turntables and such. (coughs) The linear tracking in this particular version and all the ones you'll see today are motorized with a computer control, microprocessor controlling them. So the entire tone arm moves laterally across the record. What you would think would be the pivot moves out and takes the tone arm with it while keeping the tone arm aligned vertically to the sides of the turntable. The whole thing moves up to the point where the label is moves horizontally and then once it's finished with the record it moves all the way back to the rest and you'll hear the motor in just a minute operating it has a word to it this unit does there are some techniques out there where the tone arm is mounted into the lid it's still a linear tracking but the way that they have designed theirs the slq6 for example which is also programmable. And it's about the size of a record sleeve, except for the thickness. Um, The thickness is probably about two inches, but everything else is virtually the size of a record sleeve, and uh, an an LP record sleeve. And (coughs) the tone arm is kept in the lid, and you don't really hear it moving that much. It kind of makes, if you put your ear to it, you might hear, Mm-hmm, 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 while it's working, but you don't really hear it like you do on this one because it's made a whole different way. Now, the purpose of doing this process of having the tone arm move like that is because when records are cut originally, this is how they're cut on what is called the lathe. And, uh, the blank is put in there and this tone arm comes down and the audio is sent to the tone arm causing the, the tip of it to vibrate and it is etched into this material that's going to be the striking die. And so that's how the grooves and everything get put in place in the first place. And so when you are playing a linear tracking turntable or using a linear tracking turntable, you are playing the record exactly the way it was cut. The end result is all throughout the entire record, whether it be 12 inch, 45, seven inch, whatever, is zero tracking error. There is no tracking error with a linear turntable because any time the stylus has finished playing that groove and it's time to move on. It moves like it normally does just a little bit. Then the servo system detects that movement and it moves the tone arm down just a little bit, closer to the label. It you know, Move it down a little bit and then it plays and it moves it a little bit and on and on and on until it gets to the end of the record. And so, therefore, throughout that whole process, there is zero tracking error. Now, to answer some questions, I'm sure you guys are thinking, does this mean a linear tracking turntable never skips or gets hung up in a record? No, it does not. Being as it is a servo, it is expecting you to meet it halfway. It's expecting everything to be somewhat perfect. It knows that humans are not perfect, that's programmed into it, but it's expecting you to at least be somewhat representative of what it's expecting of the record, or it's not going to get it. If you try to play a record where the hole is off-center too much, this, this unit will not understand that. It expects the hole to be in the center. No questions asked. If you play a record where the music, one song ends and it runs directly into another one, it will consider that as one track. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way around that. Now, this unit does have a level control for the sensor, low, medium, and high. Normal is medium. And uh, if you set it to high, it's going to look for any silent space it can that is where the grooves are not uh, bumping real hard you set it to low it's going to really look for silent spaces well that is a rehearsed art because um, it's not going to understand everything like we do no way it does not have it does not have imagination it doesn't have our intelligence it doesn't even have instincts so but anyway for what it does it is truly remarkable and it's very beneficial to blind people I do think that really are persnickety about I want to hear a particular song in my record and I don't want to damage my record by touching the tone arm and setting it down repeatedly and all this so with this system here, all I'd have to do is press what number of song I want out of one through eight, and then press play. And it will play from that point on to the end. Or it's also got another magical button. It's called program. I can say program, song five, program again, play. It will go out, seek out song five, play it and then come back to the rest whenever it's over. It's got some other buttons such as repeat. Now repeat can be taken two ways. It will repeat the record up to 15 times or it will repeat your program sequence up to 15 times, either way. All is not lost. If you want to play a certain part of a song or something like that, you can also access it manually. All you do is press the play pause button, and I'm going to illustrate what all the buttons are in just a minute. I'm going to really delve into the turntable. And when you do that, the tone arm is cued, damped cueing and there are forward and reverse buttons where you can move the tone arm. When you first press the button, it moves just creeps along just a little bit. And then it knows it knows you mean business and then it's and you can be to the end of the record in no time. So it's like a CD player with uh, the uh, forward and reverse search and uh, in that respect. So, those are things to keep in mind about it. Now, let me tell you what all the buttons are. Going from left to right, you have one button that feels different than all the others on the far left-hand side. This button is rectangular, and it's basically parallel to the front of it. You know, it feels about the same as everything, but it does stick out a little bit. That is the power button. Then, you got these, all the other buttons are these little slanted buttons that everyone has seen on CD players and such, and it starts off 1 through 7, or 1 through 8, excuse me, 1 through 8, that's all the numbers, 1 through 8, then the next button is Program, then the next button is Repeat, then the next button is Speed but that is more like a speed override when this system goes out and looks at the record and it sees it's a 12 inch it automatically sets itself up for 40 for 33. if it goes out and sees it's a seven inch it automatically sets itself up for 45. if you wish to override that you can do that anytime just by pressing the speed button and it will override it this unit will not play 78s. Then the next two buttons over to the right is the forward and reverse buttons. And then you got stop, and then you've got play pause. How simple is that? System is supposed to come with a 45 adapter that everyone's familiar with if they played records, the little plastic round thing with the hole in the middle and that's all there is to it. Easy to hook up. You have your two RCA patch cables and one ground cable with a lug on it. A spade lug. And above each button for those who are interested to know this, there is a corresponding LED. This LED is telling you If there's a program, what songs have been programmed. And if it's blinking, it's telling you that is the one that's being played. Okay. There's a button, I think, to tell you that the power's on. I don't remember. But that's the main thing. It's the main thing with the buttons. It does not have a display to tell you how long the LP is, how long the tracks are, or anything like that. If you want something like that, you need to get a laser uh, turntable. They range anywhere from $5,000 to $12,000. And they come with a remote, imagine that. But uh, nevertheless. So now, we are going to experiment with this turntable. I'm taking the record out of the sleeve this is a K-Tail record called Sound Waves. And I've got it on side two. I want to hear track number six. So I'm gonna go one, two, three, four, five, six. I'm counting off with my finger. I press six. Play. You hear that whirring sound. That's the tone arm moving out all the way across the record, It's memorizing where all the tracks are, and it comes back to track six, and begins playing. At least it better. <laughs> um, I don't hear anything. There we go. This record is not very loud, but nevertheless, the point is there. So, I'm gonna talk a little bit. Y'all can hear some of the separation while it's going on. See there's a pop. That's a scratch in the record. It will not eliminate pops or clicks, but the record is under very limited stress. Now you listen to this part coming up. Check out the stereo image. There we go. Now, very, very beneficial. It's been very helpful, especially in editing records and such as that for my own personal use. Now, let's check this out. We cross our fingers and hope that it works. How about that? <laughs> All right. Okay. Now well, come over here and I press stop now we take a standby does anybody have any questions comments
0: that was awesome <laughs>
2: <laughs> I have a comment yes sir mine <laughs> mine now <laughs> I have a comment. Yes sir. Yes ma'am. <laughs> I am a not book. a man. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, I'll um, check next time. No, it <laughs> sounded real <laughs> It sounded great. It did. Thank you. Thank you thank
0: That you. song would would go, go great with BattleBots.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> they got sued for copyright infringement. Nope. <laughs> 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 but uh nevertheless Um, the optical sensor on this device is just a little bit wider than what the actual groove is. And so it's a little slit that they have cut out for it. And it is right after where the stylus is, right to where the cartridge is. It is separate from the stylus and cartridge. It's an add-on. And so they did a lot of real cool engineering to have all of this come together and then turn around and give it a CD player's microprocessor to the governor turntable. That is really just ingenious, I think, really was. So I think they could have built it a whole lot better. Um, They use hinges where the springs bust the bottom out of the hinges, that's pitiful. And um, some of the plastic parts can dissolve, and you have to work around that. But nevertheless, the idea, the concept was truly cool, I think. Very ingenious. It has got a removable mat. It has got an aluminum platter. It is belt drive, which I personally like that. It removes all the vibration noise of the motor. And um, like I say, you never have to touch the tone arm. You never place the tone arm on anything, manually or otherwise. That's the purpose of it. You can operate this system with the lid down completely on that record that side it doesn't play the other side unless you turn it over first so but that's it that's all I have to say about it any more questions comments let's see you can't replace the cartridge but that's all right no you can replace the stylus that's all
0: you're worried about yeah
2: yeah that's about 20 bucks
0: that's not bad at all very good demo yeah
1: thank you i have a question yes sir i didn't know about the reflective qualities of records until you were talking about it and i was curious Mm -hmm. if there was ever a flat record with no grooves given to you would it be reflective how yes. would it be?
2: Well, it'd be like a high-gloss surface. You'd see your face in it. You'd see everything in the room with it. It just wouldn't be as brilliant as what a mirror is, unless there was a mirrored surface inside the record.
1: Hmm. Okay. That's really what I was curious about. The rest of it made sense to me after that. Uh, because Mm -hmm. of how it could deal with the reflection and sense everything and all that. But that was my curiosity. It It sees the
2: reflections, you know, spread out where the lands are and in it, the microprocessor calculates the coordinates of where all of those particular positions are and stores them in memory. And then it executes whatever from that memory. It does not have to store it in memory to play a record. You can play it manually. If I just went out here and I pressed the play button, let's do that and see what happens. I say, I say, play. It goes out. Ooh, that's a 12 inch, and it starts playing the first track. See, and here we go. there's upside down uh oh pause see it paused oh play now another thing pause you notice you didn't hear a when it came off the record this system mutes the cartridge Anytime the tone arm is being moved by the servo system It moves, mutes it. I can go up here. I Can put my finger underneath where the stylus is I'm running my finger across the stylus tip. Did you hear any <laughs> noise? Nope. 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 It's because it's muted. Now. I'm gonna hold on to the tone arm press play Now, hear that? It's unmuted.
0: Yeah, it sounds like you just kind of tried to clean it.
2: Yeah, that's it. But nevertheless, it's cued right now. I don't want to hear this anymore. Stop. Goes back to the rest, waits for further instructions. Well, let's say if something goes wrong, and let's say you're sick of it, ritually press power, it'll pick the tone arm up, bring it back to the rest, and turn the whole system off, like a DVD player. So, there you go, ease of operation. The microprocessor was developed
1: by Hitachi. What do you do if it gets hung up on a groove where it's repeating, skipping or whatever? How do you deal with that? I take
2: my finger and I press the uh, tone arm on the side a little bit in the direction towards the label. Just give it a nudge and it will move on. And you say, well, I'm blind. How do I know where the tone arm is? Well, you have to learn some techniques of where to find the tone arm. It's like you I always
1: do. learn your system with anything. absolutely. Absolutely.
2: That's being responsible.
0: If I could provide some insight. Yes. Um, for me, I kind of memorize the record and mm-hmm. where the tone arm would be approximately, sometimes. I'll kind of use my finger very carefully like a cane and kind of, I can feel, I don't know how to explain it, I can kind of feel like the spatial awareness of like the record and where it would be at that given time. I don't know how to explain that exactly.
2: But. Makes perfect sense to me. That's exactly what I do.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I learned from the best, so thank oh. you.
1: <laughs> well, thank you. I learned I, it from you too. I don't know if this would work, but... I would try and find the base of the tonearm that wouldn't necessarily move. You don't need to do... It does move. It does? You didn't understand what I was saying about
2: linear tracking. The base and the tonearm all move together, laterally. On linear tracking. It all moves laterally. Horizontally. No. all of it does
1: I guess that would make sense because it could track better that way well the purpose I of it don't is. I don't really know too much about any kind of record players I have extremely limited experience with them so I don't have the understanding that most others in here would
2: well, the thing is, the purpose of the linear tracking process is it's playing the record exactly the way it was cut, so it's the least amount of stress and tracking error, zero tracking error is the advantage of linear tracking, because it's playing the record exactly the way it was formed originally from the master striker. And so the records are going to sound a lot cleaner. I still love my techniques a whole lot.
0: Yeah, and there are advantages to the a, record player because you
2: can just go in. advantages
0: to all of them. Yeah. But I like how you can select... The a track, just without having to go through all the others, mm-hmm. and you just select it and play, and it goes and does it.
2: Mm-hmm. That's it. I just press two, play. It's going to play track two. That's it. This turntable is um, not immune to parallax. <laughs> But it does compensate for it as best it can. But it cannot be held responsible for precisely where the grooves are while the record is turning, <laughs> because everything's going to have a little bit of sway to it. And uh, so, but it does a good job because it's got the servo that's keeping track of everything. And just before it descends on the record after scanning, you'll hear it go. It's getting itself, you know, that's tracking error of its own self, trying to eliminate parallax and parallax error, and it descends where it's supposed to, as best as it possibly can. So, balance of the turntable is important. You don't want to put it on a table that's slanted or anything like that. You will affect it. So... It's expecting the, t- the surface to be level and flat. Well, there you go. This is this is Wonderful. all I have. Unless anybody else has got any more.
0: I gather that the jukebox doesn't work the same way.
2: No. No, Not that I know of. They all play CDs now.
0: Well, I know they used to play 45s way back when. Oh
2: yeah, most of them just had a standard tone arm.
0: Right, but how would it know, I guess that you how where exactly where to set down.
2: Yeah, that's the way all changers and all of that work, and um, they don't know anything. It's just uh, cams and gears you know, that are timed out to make everything happen at the right time and right place. Make sense? Yeah. Like this changer sitting over here, whenever it drops a record, you know, he doesn't know to go look for the record. It's just a process it goes through. There is no electronic processor or anything in the changer. There's not one in my technics, you know, so it's just simple gears and cams and action, reaction, and that's how it's working. But this system here has got a microprocessor, and uh, that's how it's able to do all this magical stuff. Very cool. Any more questions, co- comments? Well, that's all I have, Matt.
1: Alrighty. Thank you for the opportunity. I enjoyed your demo as always. Thank I you. I did
2: too. Thank you.
1: Thank you very much. Yes, I've also
0: enjoyed it. Good demo so far. I've liked it. Thank you.
2: All right. Well, Appreciate thank you so very much.
0: Yep thank everybody for coming participating uh thank those in the future who might go to the website and listen to it re-reference it all that it's been a good podcast we've learned a lot so until next time whenever next time is everybody enjoyed those records have a good day good night wherever you are have fun don't fall